0: Welcome to Middle School Matters Podcast number 557. English teachers catch on about week 10 stuff for a talk like a pirate day on monday we've got jokes for your classroom we've got some resources we got some really good stuff this week so without further ado here's the wonderful the magnanimous the mr troy patterson
1: all right welcome back to the show i am troy patterson and with me is the world's greatest co-show host mr sean mcgar hey sean well hello there how are you I'm, i'm all right how are you I am thirsty,
0: that's why this Diet Mountain Dew is going into this cup, and uh, I am looking forward to a show.
1: Yeah, I am too. I'm looking forward to a good one. And it's kind of interesting, and we'll get to this in, in a little bit as well. You know, the first couple of weeks, I think, are just kind of uh, feeling out, getting to know, um, getting structures in place, and a lot of that. And now we've yeah. gotten kind of beyond that, so now we're getting into more of the, more of the... Groove kind of thing, so. So yeah, but I have a couple of I have some pirate questions for you today.
0: our pirate questions! We love our pirate questions.
1: Even though it's not pirate day, you should have saved no, these no. for pirate. When is pirate day? Is, it, is
0: that coming? Uh, I will right? double check. Yeah, I think I'll it's past,
1: but I think yeah, so too. I'll check.
0: While you while you do this part, I'll do the. Right, I'll do, so. I'll
1: check. Why do you pirates make terrible construction workers
0: pirates construction workers um i don't know why do pirates make terrible construction workers
1: because their timbers are always shivering
0: oh that's good that's shivering good now, those san francisco people they are yeah
1: mm-hmm. hey where do their pirates get cannonballs from
0: this is uh this the, the so the the middle school teacher sensing me is uh is going wild as to not answer this question. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no, no, no. Uh, I don't know where where do they get them from? <laughs> Target. Oh. oh okay, that's better than that. That was going to be. Yeah, I had I had an experience this week, which makes me leery. <laughs>
1: Um, how come pirates love birthday parties? Um,
0: I I I don't know. There's there's all there's so many reasons to love a birthday party.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or the doubloons.
0: Oh, the doubloons! Sure, Doubles. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why pirate banks are so good too. <clears throat> you put the money in there; it keeps doubling.
1: Yep. Um. What is a pirate's favorite color?
0: Pirate's favorite color? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. What is a pirate's favorite color?
1: Well, I'm not sure, but it definitely isn't red. They hate being marooned. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> How much do pirates charge for corn?
0: How much do pirates charge for corn? Um, I don't know how much do pirates charge for corn? Is it still on the cob? Is it uh,
1: buccaneer. a Buccaneer? Oh buck, sure, oh sure. Buccaneer, buccaneer. And
0: and and while you're on this roll here, I will mention that this timing is impeccable because uh, September 19th is Talk Like a Pirate Day.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say I thought it was usually in September, and all right.
0: I thought it was October for some <clears> reason, <throat> reason, but yeah, this is September's uh, Monday. It's going to be Monday. Monday.
1: Well, I have to practice for Monday. Hey, where do you pirates go for fast food?
0: Pirates go for fast food? I don't know.
1: Arby's. bees.
0: Oh, sure. Oh, sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Some non-pirate jokes. Reminder, okay. don't joke about dolphins. Oh? They have no porpoise. I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, are you sweating while putting gas in your car? Feeling All sick while paying for it? Oh, yes. You may have car owner virus car- terminal. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: yep. I believe it. Yeah.
1: And finally, how do you get a country girl to be interested?
0: Oh, I don't know. How do you get <laughs> a one's, country This one's just one just for you. Yeah, he's <was> going to say, yeah. <laughs> How do you get a uh, country girl to uh be
1: interested a tractor. Oh, uh, a tractor. Uh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we need somebody okay. to save us from this and to save us from some of the uh natural disasters that are going on. So, let's turn this over. Uh, let's 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 uh let's turn this over to uh dave bidlowski who's got a wonderful section this time on our dynamic earth um mm-hmm. and this is something that i think kids are interested in um as well i mean all of the stuff that dave does kids are interested in but i think this is one that a lot of kids are it's kind of really for 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 thought for them is the the idea of climate change so here without further ado is the wonderful Mr. Dave Bidlowski and the Middle
2: School Science Minute. Hi, this is Dave Bidlowski of k12science.net, and this is your K-12 Science Podcast. I was recently reading the September-October 2022 issue of Science Scope, a magazine for middle school science teachers published by the National Science Teaching Association. And I read the section from the editor's desk, written by the editor of Science Scope, Patty McGinnis. And her article is entitled, The Human Side of Our Dynamic Earth. And she said, One only has to consider the number of earthquakes, volcanoes, tsunamis, hurricanes, and tornadoes that occur to know that we live on a dynamic earth. Most students are fascinated with natural hazards such as extreme weather and climate events as well as with events caused by natural disasters that have an immediate and grave impact on humans and their way of life. Unfortunately, an increasing number and severity of natural disasters has been tied to climate change. While we may not be able to stop natural disasters from occurring, We can educate students about the link between climate change and natural disasters and the necessity of mitigating and adapting to climate change. As humans, our livelihoods are intricately tied to the environment. Whether suffering from food insecurity or drought or living in an area susceptible to sea level encroachment or increased severity of natural disasters, all humans will indubitably be impacted by climate change. Human response to climate change will require scientists of all backgrounds, plant biologists, geoscientists, climatologists, and others. All are necessary to help humans adapt to a changing world. Your work as a classroom teacher is crucial to our future as you can encourage your students to consider a potential career as a scientist or engineer whose work may be of vital importance in the area of climate change mitigation. For example, an awareness of natural disasters may propel some students to pursue engineering for the purpose of creating resilient infrastructures, which is in alignment with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal number 9, Global Sustainable Development. The study of natural disasters also broadens our students' perspectives of other nations and cultures by learning how individuals from different places on Earth respond to such events. Data-rich websites such as NASA's Eyes on the Earth allow students to view climate-related events in real time and can help span the connection between such events and the lives that are impacted. This understanding reinforces the idea that as global citizens, it is everyone's responsibility to understand and respond to global climate change. And this has been your K-12 Science Podcast. Well, let's
1: hope the rest of the show is not a natural disaster and move on to uh, some current events. And I know there's a lot of current events that are going on. And one of the things that I wondered about was if you are teaching current events um, there's there's a lot of things that are in the news that can affect kids but could also be very contentious let's say and you could have parents on <laughs> dynamically on way different sides of an issue so i was wondering if you teach current events and you know what are some of the things you do to talk about that and those kinds of things
0: well the first thing I do is i take and i put all the kids on their own little dynamic island
1: (laughs) oh um, uh, Oh. ios reference we don't get too many of those in the show
0: no i I thought i'd slip that one in there because it uh, (laughs) kind of tied in with the whole uh the theme there um so I've, asked, I've been asked uh, some of this uh, before, especially by the students I taught at UAD, um, like, how do you, like, so first of all, the first thing I do is I tell the kids that in this classroom, I don't have politics. I'm not going to take one side or the other. But if you bring up a topic, I am going to take the other side. And I'm going to do it because we're going to think about this. and We're going to talk about it, right? Because mm-hmm. no one topic has one side. And usually there's more than one side uh, to an issue. And we want to look at it from all the different perspectives before we finally come to some sort of uh, of judgment on it. And the kids have been really good about that over the years. And I'll even have some to say, so Mr. Brigger, when will you tell us? I said, tell you what, you turn 23. When you turn 23, (laughs) you come find me and we'll talk. And I'll tell you what my positions are. And and Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. But when you turn 23 in 25 years of teaching, I've had one student do that. That's it. Just one. And um, most of the time, if they guess my politics, they're absolutely wrong. Uh, and it's about 50 50 (laughs) so i think i'm doing something okay i'm about i'm about right then um but that so i I will and then i think i I was thinking we were going this with a different direction too but uh, i talked about uh using um different news sources right because uh, Mm -hmm. the sixth grade teachers in the elementary use a lot of cnn 10 with uh um he's a really good uh presenter right or reader he's high energy does a poem it's quick it's 10 minutes and done um but it's very very u.s focused um and that's not a problem it's just i teach world history so i want something that's going to stretch them out you know farther and say all these different things we talk about ancient Civ, there are things that still impact what's going on in current events today and it's going to make the connections between the two um, and, see, and Reuters has got an app for the Apple TV. I'll plug it just really quick. Um, doesn't cost anything. You can now choose between five, 10, 15, 20, 25 and 30 minute segments, and it'll customize and bring that in. You can say, I want more domestic than international or more international than domestic. So I picked the international option. It goes out and finds me the current stories out there on Reuters. And so what I show first hour might be different than what third or fourth or fifth hour sees definitely by fourth or fifth hour and sixth hour. And so it's dynamic throughout the day. See, I got another dynamic reference in there. Um, and so I like it for that. But a lot of the things I'm referencing are, so what are the things in the past that are totally impacting what we're seeing right now? When it comes to like con- some controversial issues, um, you know, I, I do the whole, um, if you take a side, I'm just going to take the opposite side so we can we can process this out. And when I take the opposite side, I'll, I'll do it in the form of a question. Well, what would the other side say? And then if it's like complete way off, I redirect it back to, um, you know, something that's more in line with the other side. Um, because you know, one of the things that we're trying to combat is, uh, hyperbole and ad hominem. And oftentimes the other quote unquote, the other side, whatever it is, oftentimes it's ad hominem. It's not really an argument. It's just a personal attack. Mm -hmm. And so we have discussions about that. And I also then work in the, um, um, logical fallacy page that we like so much
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um we just have some fun with that so but that's I, i'll take uh and i hit uh writers for five minutes i don't do the cnn 10 because it's 10 minutes i do writers for five gives me top stories if now i do have a i have an enrichment course for social studies and then on that one i'll go a little more in depth and then of course there's other resources as well i'm not sure where you want to go with that but yeah that's that's uh that's where I go with with current events. I know there are others that, like at the high school level, that's an entire class every single day for an hour, right. and they work in a lot of youth and government resources for that. I don't know if the, if you've ever played with youth and government. It's a, it's a, it's it's across the nation. It's not just Michigan.
1: The I, I did teach um, current events, um, which would now be historical class, but <laughs> current <laughs> events when I taught it. Um, the the reason that i bring it up is i i think people should be i think teachers especially should be prepared with how they're going to respond to a lot of things that are that are going on in terms of current events in terms of political things because there's an awful lot of push in a lot of places to kind of catch teachers doing something wrong um and just being prepared can alleviate a lot of heartache and a lot of stress um if you're prepared for how to respond to a lot of these issues um and like y- you know you said you know asking questions in in instead of statements and letting kids know I'm gonna take the the opposing side um in managing those conversations, um, I, I just think teachers really, really need to be prepared for it because the environment right now is such that um, those can be difficult things and can cause a lot of a lot of stress. So um, I just wanted to bring that out. So um, and then in. Uh, In my former district, there was uh, uh, several books that were banned. Not banned.
2: Mm.
1: No, 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 no. Don't want to say that. They were not banned. They were removed from the school libraries. (laughs) So, um, and that's that's something that nationwide, there's a lot of discussion about which books should be in school libraries and which books should not be in school libraries. So... Um, I think teachers should be prepared for that, so they just don't get caught up in the ancillary wash of that you know if you're not the school librarian you know refer <laughs> refer them to the school librarian the school administrators, whatever's appropriate in your in your area and not not because you don't want to take a a stand or help kids out but um There's, there's times when it's just, you you need to be wise about things. That's all. So, so yeah. Um, and then, like I said, this, this is, for me, this is when things are starting to kind of spin up because the first couple of weeks with me not having an assigned class, um, you know, the first couple weeks are really getting school policies in place and classroom rules, and getting to know kids, and um, getting those processes figured out. Figuring out the kids, you know, what kind of group do you have, what's the dynamics of the group, and that. So now is when I can start pushing in and and start saying, you know, all right, you know, what is this group like? What is it you want to achieve? What is it that you want to do so that I can help teachers, um, develop their own goals and meet their own goals. Um, so that's, uh, it's one of the things I'm looking forward to is getting into classrooms again. So, so yeah, so you're, you have a, I think you have a good group this year, right?
0: I like them. I've. We've got some interesting characters. Uh, they're starting to show their true colors. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely in. So I had a sub on Thursday because I had a uh, an appointment. And um, so I, I, was, I only had to take the afternoon off. So the sub was in there only for the afternoon. <laughs> I will say this. She came. It was spirit week. But I don't think she knew it was spirit week. And she came dressed as Ellie Mae um, Clampett. And, um, which I got a kick out of cause she, I don't think she was planning on fitting in, but she fit in perfect with the spirit week, right?
1: <laughs> what was anyway, spirit week that Ellie Mae that fit in?
0: Uh, I was dressed as a, a tourist or something like that. And so she, she kind of had the whole, her whole get up. I mean, I, I, the only, the only yeah. closest thing I have is, is the Ellie Mae look, but she fit in with all the other stuff that was going on that week. Uh, anyway. Um, and so the kids showed their true colors with the sub because they figured we won't see her tomorrow. Right. So I can just, and so we had, um, you know, so where things found out that, uh, somebody, so my work is in an LMS, right? Uh, It's in a learning management system. They don't need pencil. They don't need paper. And yet, you know, we had a student who decided to steal other people's pencils, um, stealing from the cute girls, mind you, um. I'm not even sure that he realizes that that's what he's doing, but that's what he's doing. Uh, we also had somebody who um, uh, uh, put hand cream on a chair at the back of the room and a girl sat on it. And um, according to the sub, it didn't ruin her clothes, but uh, he knew what he was doing. So we have to have that conversation too. So, you know, it's going to be that kind of year where I've got generally really good kids and then I've got kids doing stuff that, you know, okay, well, that's a new chapter in the uh, autobiography of uh, <laughs> me as a teacher, um, which is, which that's what makes it teaching interesting, right? It's about, it's about the people and not about, if I had to stamp bumpers all day at, over at the Ford plant, I'd go crazy. And that's, that's what makes this interesting is you learn so much about people and being with people. And I will, one other thing before I, I'm going to just rattle here. Um, I had my learning management system up on the board during open house because open house is this week. And, um, so we did a thing. I did a thing with the science teacher on the eighth grade team. I said, all right, I want you to predict how many parents you're going to see tonight. She said, five. She goes, okay. How many are you going to get? And I said, seven, we got seven. I didn't win a single thing, but we got, <laughs> I nailed it. So it was seven. So one of the parents came in and I had my LMS on the board and they came in and I said, oh, let me show you something really quick. And. I showed them how they could see um, using the activity completion uh, thing. They could see exactly what their student had done or not done. And there's a little button they can click and go straight to the assignment where something had not been done yet. Then over on the other side, there was a, a graphic and they click the box, the colored box. If it's red, it means they it's you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. too late or than 80%. Or if it's green, they got 80% or higher. If it's blue, they need to do it. And I showed them how that worked. And they're like, oh, this is so cool. And I showed them H5P, an interactive book. And the parents like, we love this. And I was like, I didn't record this for my portfolio. <laughs> um, but the parents were very supportive of all the things that I had put into the LMS for their student. And I really appreciated their feedback on that. Mm-hmm. it made my night. So Excellent. That's, again,
1: rattling. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. So, um... I just... I got distracted by a sticker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stickers. Stickers, (laughs) stickers. So, um... (laughs) Uh, I I went to our favorite uh, uh, sticker maker, sticker giant, mm-hmm. and got uh, team stickers. And I I did a crazy thing this year. I actually put the, the teachers' names on there with our motto and some other stuff. Right? You know oh, our, cool. our, our yeah. And then one of the teachers gets her dream job in the district right next door. And now I've got stickers with her name on it, and she's not a teacher on my team anymore, and I'm not happy about that but nothing so I
1: so here's what you need to do you need to identify a kid yeah who is trustworthy can be trusted with sharp objects yeah and you need to have him sit there with an exacto knife and cut out and the cut time. her. out <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so
0: there's two things i want to do. do 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 that and then send her the sticker to her new job right yeah <laughs> the second thing i want to do is um gold belly well you could buy a cake and have it sent somewhere right you're i trying. want to get so their colors are green and white so if, if you're in the area if you are try you know allen park green and white jaguars mm-hmm. big competitors rivals of my district which is red and white
1: mm-hmm.
0: i want to send a red velvet cake with white frosting to her new job saying congratulations on the new job there's a file inside go make friends
1: Go make friends, yeah, with red, and
0: white, cake. Anyway, just I was. It, it, she would laugh. She would find that yeah. funny. That's yeah, why yeah, I would yeah. do it.
1: Yeah. Um. All right.
0: And she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can tell you all my plans. And still, <laughs> it still happens, so.
1: It is an advantage to, um, to. Uh, because, honestly, it's not like we have hundreds of thousands of people that listen to the podcast. So there are things we can say, knowing that... Uh... That's right. <laughs> it, we,
0: and I should mention, we don't have them yet.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, we're working on them.
1: Mm-hmm. We've only been at this for 15 years. so.
0: <laughs> it's going to come any day now. I know it. I can feel it.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny because uh, I saw a... Uh, I saw A spotlight on Alan Alda this morning. Um, apparently, it is uh, the anniversary of the release of MASH, of the first show. Mm. Um, were you a MASH fan? I liked MASH. It was a fun show. Um, so it's been um, it's been fifty years since MASH was released. Wow. Um it's released on this day you know, fifty years ago. Um and, and I was a big MASH fan. I, I liked the show very very much as uh, as a youngster. So um but yeah. It was uh, and and there, there, this was going someplace. Um so this was released <laughs> and um Alan Alden now has a podcast which I started thinking, you know just about every famous person has a podcast <laughs> you can look yeah. and and you know maybe I should look and find some of the people that I like and see what their podcast is and so think- um Alan Alda does uh things with communication now he he wrote a book that I I read um which is if I understood what you were saying Would I have this look on my face? I think I have that right. Um, um, If I understood you, would I have this look on my face? Um, And he has a whole, he started a whole program for scientists to communicate. So, oh.
2: um,
1: But yeah, and he also has a podcast. Talk about a rat hole. That was. Tangent yeah. upon a tangent upon a tangent.
0: That's also the fun thing about doing a podcast for 15 years is that, yeah. you know, go where you go.
1: And I, and I will say um, it is fascinating to me how much the show, the, the background of the show has changed. Like from the user perspective, it's pretty much been the same. The only thing is, is we did chapters at one time. Yeah, we don't do chapters cuz no. nobody was using chapters. Um but where the source material gets stored, how it gets stored, um writing the writing the notes in the XML file, all of that has changed drastically over the last 15 years and uh it's gotten much easier and much better and much cleaner. So, you know. Something else that's uh, that's changed over the last 15 years is the Twitterverse, and we'll take a look at what's going on now with it.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's any cleaner, though.
1: <laughs> Especially if you're Elon Musk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true, yeah.
1: <laughs> He's got about 44 billion reasons <laughs> to be concerned about this one right now.
0: And, it, and it's all his.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> including uh, Vikram Medan um, at Art by Vikram. Um, he's uh, put together, he's, uh, I'll read it to you. It says, I will be releasing my Owl and Penguin font when the ONP book comes out uh, September 27th, along with an activity kit showing kids how to make coloring pages and mini comics with it. If you have any ideas for how kids can use this font, please comment. Uh, It's made with calligraphic.com's software. So I took a look at it and um, I tried to read it. And I'm going to guess that I am nowhere near as literate in owl or penguin as my kids might be. But the graphics are pretty cool. And I think that uh, it might uh, be something fun to use. Um, like put together a message like that, and then throw it into an advisory, and see if they can figure out what it means. I don't know. There's there's some possibilities, something to play around with, but it's going to be coming up. I don't know if it's going to cost anything, um, but just be aware. It's, here's a potential, for, here's, uh the 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 possibility of an idea there for you. Uh, something that plays along with ideas is Lumi at Lumi Education. Lumi, of course, uh, lets you create H five P. Uh, activities for your students and uh, they say you can now choose to show the reuse slash download embed license or copy button for your hashtag h5p in your shared links so you could create an h5p activity and now you could um make it easier to reuse it or download it um There's there's different possibilities for sharing and getting it out there. So I like that idea. Um, And I put a link in the show notes. If you don't have Lumi, the app, um, there's a link in our show notes where you can go and get it and you can start creating some very cool things. If you're really, really tired of paying uh, for uh, videos so you can go through and make them interactive videos like with Edpuzzle, you need to go uh, check out Lumi and the interactive video section there in H5P doesn't cost you and you can do more than whatever the limit these days is for for the videos on on edpuzzle i'm going to
1: be presenting on h5p and lumi um sometime soon which means need to put a presentation together
0: (laughs) (laughs) same here mine doesn't have to be as detailed as yours but I've got a presentation coming up at the association for middle-level education. They've given me 10 whole minutes to talk about it. Um, So I'm going to make that 10 full minutes as packed as I can with opportunities and materials, but I'm going to do it also on H5P. I will say this though. If you get a chance to see Troy's, go see his, it will be better than mine. Uh, He's good. stuff. I'm not sure about that,
1: but it will be five times longer. <laughs>
0: and that's the reason why It'll be better than mine because you can
1: Actually, <laughs>
2: have actually do
0: something with the information Rather than just see a, a 10 minute Infomercial on it for me uh, I noticed that I messed up this next one So I'm just going to go ahead and delete this in the show notes That was mostly for the folks here who are In studio And then we've got one from TCEA and of course TCEA Is
1: uh, Something about Texas
0: That's right the Turkmenistan Com- uh, Computer Education Association, <laughs> breaking it all down with a link via Megan E. Kelly, EdChat Twitter, or teacher Twitter, and hashtag learning. And you shrunk this on me, or I shrunk this on me. Maybe I did. I don't know. Um, but this is, I'm going to maximize it here for a second. Uh, it's a critical thinking chart. And you can break it down to four, three, two, one, how, uh, what, how, and why. Maybe collaboration, there's a four, three, two, one, and uh, who, how, why. But anyway, they got different sections for communication, creativity, uh, critical thinking, and collaboration. Some really good ideas and tools in here. Um, the four
1: C's, yep.
0: The four C's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, something that's uh, uh, energizing, developing, applying, and transforming. Nice tool for going through and planning out some things. And uh, I'll reduce this before I get yelled at for uh, making a really big graphic in the show notes. Uh, He doesn't yell at me for that. But uh, Susie Dent, somebody who never yells at You never yell at Susie Dent, by the way. Um, Susie Dent, because she'll find a a word that will just eviscerate you as soon as you do. At Susie (laughs) underscore Dent. Uh, We got two words of the day that I thought were pretty good. I think I used one before, but that's okay. It's good. Worth using again. Uh, Word of the day is dumbfungled. It's a 19th century word, which means wearied, befuddled, and just a little used up. And that was the word of the day for Friday. And I thought, oh, that's perfect for Fridays. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, this Friday, I was dumbfuggled. And I didn't have to work Friday night. I was so glad I didn't have to work Friday night and because I was dumbfungled And I, I got myself in a nice, <laughs> nice 12 hours of sleep. Um, so that's what happens when you're dumbfungled. All right. And another the word of the day was bethink. A 10th century word bethink. It means to take the thought and reflect, to return to oneself for a moment. I think I'll bethink on that bethinkingness thing. Um, so there you go. Two words to drop on your kids this week. Dumbfungled, bethink, and I think I might just throw that into a vocab thing, because I can do that in Moodle and mm-hmm. H5P. And um <laughs> the kids will go, what's a what's a what what's a dumbfungled? And then you know, the other thing you could do, and 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 this is a lot of fun, mostly just for you, is you grab the word and you teach the kids what the word is. And then you tell them that you'll give like bonus points, you know, if they'll drop it on the English teacher and then she uses it in a conversation with you. Right. Um, yeah. And, um, English teachers, um, uh, are pretty good at catching on to that little trick about 10 weeks into the year. <laughs> so you have a short <laughs> amount of time to pull that one off. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. I, this was, this Made me laugh. Uh, the curious iguana, curious iguana. The queue. So, right now, uh, well, I maybe mean, not right now, yeah, right now, um, people are lined up to view the casket of Queen Elizabeth II. And today is, I believe, the last day. Tomorrow is the service and the interment. So, um, the queue is the line to go see uh, the Queen's casket and, um. It is inspired two very interesting things. The first one is the queue is inspiring, inspiring fiction, and it is incredible. Read it. We put a link in the, in the show notes for you, but I thought there's also another one. And this comes from Dan Forrest who posted the curious iguanas link. Um, they, it's been turned into a song right now. It takes, if you want to stand in the queue, the queue is five miles long and it takes 24 hours to make it Mm -hmm. through the queue to get into the room to see the casket of the queen and you're there for maybe 60 seconds most right so you're going to spend 24 hours to spend a minute and then walk out the door and essentially collapse um because i don't think you should drive home on less than 24 hours of sleep um anyway so uh it's inspiring fiction uh it's also got a song and i tried to bribe um uh, Troy into doing some karaoke this morning, but, uh, uh, he's, he's not up for it. So, uh, you'll have to, uh, I tell you what, um, uh, we'll give you a mention on the show. If, uh, you can record yourself, uh, singing the cue, mm-hmm. uh, in, in exactly the right, uh, um, uh, mezzo forte or mezzo piano or piano sections. Cause each section of the cue is, it's got its own, um, volume setting. And, uh, it's there it's, we put it in the show notes for you and, uh, we hope you, uh, enjoy it, uh, as much as uh, I, I enjoyed what, uh, listening to it listening, uh, listening to all people talk about it, uh, on Twitter. And, um, there you go. Uh, something that happened on September 15th, uh, Thursday of this week, but you could, you don't have to do it on the exact day was, uh, international dot day. And that, of course, is uh, based on uh, a book by uh, Peter Reynolds. Uh, it's a great way to talk to kids about how uh, mistakes aren't necessarily mistakes. It's just a way to start thinking about something more creatively. And so uh, International Dot Day was Thursday this week. This Yeah, this week but you could certainly grab it and and do it. I think it'd be a great advisory activity to talk to the kids about being creative. I was talking with a couple of the teachers in the building and we've noticed that the kids are no longer interested in being creative with their work. Um, they would rather just us tell them what they have to know, memorize it and move on. And, uh, that breaks my heart. So we're having conversations about what we can do to change that. Um, Oh, uh, don't forget hashtag MS Chat every Thursday at 8 PM Eastern standard time. And as Troy says, the Twitter never stops.
1: It does not. Um, I've got a couple of things that I found this week that I think are pretty cool. So I thought I'd share them with you here. One is, um, over at fodicom and this is, uh, actually the the part that I found was a newspaper clipping generator, which I think is really cool it It walks you through creating having the kids create let's let's be be clear here the kids creating. <clears throat> you get to do the name of the the newspaper, the date, the headline, and then the story, and you can generate that and it generates a newspaper clipping. So, <clears throat> I recognize that newspapers are not as big of a thing right now. But especially if you're doing a historical thing or if you're, you don't know, want to do a print thing, um, you can do that. The kids can create that. They can save it um, and make it, uh, you know, turn it in as one of their their projects. It's neat and easy to do. However, there are other options also available that kids can create and download and use. And that includes a clapper board. You're familiar with a clapper board, correct?
0: Uh, Yes. I used several of those in uh, in, uh, a class many years ago.
1: Yes. So you get... um, you get where you can put in the movie, the director, the date, the scene, the take, and the camera. Um, yep. I think it's fascinating that the take, by default, is take 42, which, uh, which yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that, and that one's, that one's okay. But there's a couple that I really like. One is the Ninja Text Generator. And the wizard text generator, and if you want to see an uh, an example of this, you can head on over to middleschoolmatters.com where we've uh, we we've, we've completed one because you can download this. Um, and you can have a little ninja come out and write letters, and I think the kids might find that kind of fun. Or you can have a wizard do it, and then there is also talking squirrels tomatoes owls flowers and cats so if you want the kids to create kind of a comic strip of uh you know kind of talking back and forth um the kids could do that to show that you know they could share something show something that they know something along that line, those lines just a neat little resource that you don't have to spend time teaching the kids to use, right? I mean, this is literally, it's here it is. <laughs> Do it if you want, um, kind of thing. It just becomes a resource that they can use. You have to spend zero time actually teaching them to use it. Nice. Um, and then, uh, I got this one from a wonderful gentleman named Bob Harrison who shared this. And this is Tech Tools. And this is a Google spreadsheet on a bunch of uh, tech tools. This is done by Mm -hmm. Dr. Jordan Cotton. It's created by Dr. Jordan Cotton. Um, And there's a bunch of categories here. You can scroll to the right... And there's just there's just a link to tons of different things you can use. Um I will tell you my concern is that people will I, I can I get concerned about depth of learning and depth of use. Um and there's no real description, it's just a category of what these things are. But if you're looking for things to try out, this can be beneficial. Again, I would strongly advise that you learn how to use something in depth um, and that you know whether this is something that is a paid thing or a free thing and what those conditions are because there's no distinguish, there's no, dis, um, it's not distinguished between something that's free or something that's paid, but just for a list of things that you know you might want to kind of look at um there's some good some good good stuff here and it's it's a neat list you can click through um and if you got uh about a year you could sit there and click through all the links and evaluate whether they work for you or not so
0: there's a lot of things here that um h5p it doesn't do everything, but there's a lot of things that H5P does. You'd ha- you could have a lot of this stuff all in one place.
1: Oh, yeah. H5P is so powerful. I'd... People, it's one of the things that I think is really exciting right now um, and that you can this, use.
0: This is an incredible list.
1: Uh, yeah. And again, there's there's. Uh, I think you really need to know... I think it's better for like remembering some things or learning about a couple of things. But um, it's also interesting that it didn't freeze the top row so that when you scroll you don't lose yep. the the column. But hey, what do is, I know?
0: Is this downloadable? No.
1: Um so um I believe that if you re I'm going to try this real quick before I give you this tip. Um, oops, hang on. Oh, I did. This is longer than I thought. Do, 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 doo. hmm So I, f- this, this is a Google spreadsheet, right? Right. And I do believe that, Ah, uh, no, you can't. Um, all right, there's a way that you can make a copy. Well, let's do this. So you could simply highlight and copy and paste everything. Yep.
0: Into your own gonna,
1: Google Sheet. That's so. So, there, you know, that's one way to do this. That's probably the easiest way to do that.
0: Yep, I just want to make sure I give him credit because he did a lot of work. Right. This is cool. This is such a cool uh, spreadsheet. Yeah. But, yeah, H5P is missing from this. Like, there's a couple things here where – I mean, H5P could be listed in so many of his categories.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And H5P is free and open source. So, you can take advantage of that. Um,
0: Lumi is a great editor
1: for that, too. It is. It is. Yeah. So. All right. Another thing that I found this week is – Oh, and by the way, I think that the, he does ask for um, suggestions as well.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: Um, so if you look at if you look at the link on uh, probably Twitter or I don't know maybe website, um, we can give him feedback. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, and Jordan, I, I, you can give Dr. Jordan feedback um, because Dr. Jordan is uh, uh-huh. an instructional technology coach and an adjunct professor, and um, she's got a lot going on there.
0: Yeah, so, I said yes. I just said she.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Um... Over at EducatorsTechnology.com, there was also 15 riddles um, that you can use for kids. And some of these are really good advisory activities. For example, there's the um, Can You Solve the Prisoner Hat Riddle? Um, This is neat. This is under a five-minute video. And they give you the, uh, the videos on YouTube. You can, you can show the video of the kid, to the kids. And it is that aliens have come and captured you and nine other people. And these uh, aliens think that you look very good to digest. However, they will not digest um, highly evolved, thoughtful um species so they give you a chance to prove you are highly evolved and thoughtful and they are going to randomly they're going to line you up by height and you they're going to put a head on you that is either black or white and Uh. you cannot look around you can only face forward and can you figure out Nine out of ten of you need to get the number right, get the get the answer right as to what color hat is on your head. Um, so you could propose that to the kids, put them in groups of ten if you can, but you, you don't have to, um, and and have them see if they can solve that. They also give you the solution, um, and walk you through why it works and how it works. Um, and it's just fun. Uh, I will tell you that, uh, I'm not sure I would've got it right. <laughs> there is some, <laughs> yeah. And then when you listen to it, it's like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense, but I'm not sure I would've gotten that. So, um, so there's that. And, uh, 14 more. um, But these are just neat they're very short videos Um, and you can present them to the kids and uh, the the kids can just have fun with with these and it gives them a chance to think and you know provides them an opportunity to think a little different have a little fun in class as uh, as well so so yeah um, I want to share a couple of other resources that um, I found this week, revolving around books and um, books that are available. One is Common Lit, and this is a this is a free curriculum. Um, I think you do. It's a, they're a five hundred one c organization, so they're a nonprofit um so you can you can set this up for free um i think they do want you to create a login Um you know to sign up for it but they have a whole bunch of a bunch of material that is available for you to use um, they have staff favorites they have high interest high school texts they have Common Lit's favorite short stories for middle school. Um, and then they have some elementary stuff. So if you're looking for differentiation um, and you're looking for some resources, this can be some really good stuff to use. Um, if you do want to sync with Clever or um, I think LMS, there is a cost for that. But there is um, there is a free option for you as well. So, if you're looking for materials, um, take a look at take a take, Go ahead and take a look at CommonLit. The other one that um, that I found is um, associated with Destiny. So, a lot of libraries use Destiny as their um, their basis for their catalog, and this is Biblionasium and their yeah. their pitch here is safe fun social reading community um so it's kind of like good reads but um a safe alternative for kids so if you're looking if your kids are looking for having conversations and looking at different books and and that they can use their destiny login with this as well um so it may be it may be a good way to help those kids who really want to read. It may be a good way to help kids um, who are trying to connect with other kids that like like, um, like books. It may be good for kids who are struggling to read and want to want to make those connections and see those connections as well. So um, And then as far as current events, we also have some election resources for you.
0: Yes. So, uh, we were talking about, oh, where did it go? Um, I popped the page open. There it is. Um, <laughs> too many tabs, right? Um, I think you gave me an idea while you were talking and I thought I'd explore it really quick and it took more than really quick. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, some elections resources. We're about six weeks away from the election mm-hmm. and, uh, something you might want to, uh, share with the kids, uh, electoral dash vote.com. It's got a really good site that's, it really shows visually the, the, where the polls are for different candidates in the different States across the state or the United States. They have uh, the Senate up right now. I don't think he usually does the house cause it's just too nuanced for his site. I will say this, his, I've been using his site for 20 years. His site looks like it's 20 years old. Okay. So keep in mind yeah. he's not going to do anything nuanced with graphics um but the senate one is pretty good and i like the fact that he does he, he breaks it down to four categories um you know runaway democrat runaway republican uh close i shouldn't say four or five close republican close democrat or if it's uh, uh clear just plain then it's a tie either way so there's five categories and it's a really good way for the kids to visualize what the polls are currently saying um, you know the status of the election would be in that state at that time, and he keeps up with it pretty good he's a professor I forget where but he's a professor somewhere uh also keep in mind, he comes around and he says this is my natural bias he says I lean left, so understand uh he's upfront about that on there be upfront about it with the kids say look so this guy he, he says he leans left um but he's actually pretty good he's he's only he totally blew the uh second bush election, but who didn't um, and he's been pretty close on all of them. So kudos to him. And he does it just for fun. He's not doing it for, you know, cause he's getting paid to do it. He's a professor of something somewhere. And this is something he's interested in is he just created a website and he watches the polls and he does it. Um, so anyway, like I said, it's, it's a good one to look at, especially for the kids, because then the kids get a way to understand how polls change, how politicians watch these certain things. The other one that is also really good, but not as nuanced is uh, real clear politics. They have a Senate map and they do a house map and the graphics are nice. But like I said, it's not as nuanced. It's either leaning one way or leaning the other way. That's, that's the only two real serious choices they have. Um, but they will do a count and they'll say, so based on the current polls, Um, this political party is likely to take this many seats. This political party is likely to take this many seats and it's a net change of X or Y. Um, so that gives you a way to kind of visualize that part. And then they also do governor's races. So you can figure out, uh, where things stand amongst the, uh, 50 governors in the United States. So just some election resources to, uh, visualize, help kids visualize what this is. I mean it'll spark a lot of conversations. So there you go. So uh, free. Doesn't cost thing. Yep. yep.
1: Um this week the Egg Noble Awards came out. Ooh. And this is kind of like the fun alternative to the Nobel Awards. Um and we're gonna put a link into the The um, show notes here, you can watch the whole ceremony, which is an hour and a half long. But there were 10 new Egg Noble Prize winners. Um, And it's kind of neat. The presenters are a gaggle of genuine and genuinely bemused Nobel laureates who hand out the Egg Noble Awards to the new egg noble winners. Um, the there's a list of um, there's a list of winners and what they won for um, in talking in the pre-show Sean and I came up with a million dollar idea from one of yeah. the uh, um, <laughs> one of the the yeah. egg noble award winners.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious too.
1: So I thought this was something that was fun, though, and you could pull this. And, you know, you could even have some fun and have your kids, you know, what would you do for your Ig Nobel uh, Award? What would you propose and have them come up with something to apply for an Ig Nobel Award um, as well? Um there is also over at Edge Surge, uh, we've talked a lot about the teacher shortage, whether there is a teacher shortage, isn't a teacher shortage, you know, and um, and how a lot of people want to go back to normal. But over at Edge Surge, there is an article um, by Daniel Lemprez, which is why some teachers don't want to go back to normal and i thought this was an interesting article to read um and they're saying you know let's let's be honest that education doesn't wasn't working for every kid to a maximum amount before the pandemic and let's not pretend that it did um can we learn some things from the pandemic and there's a couple of teachers here who um um, are getting out of teaching quite frankly, and they say that you know they don 't want to go back to normal they they kind of had um, kind of saw things differently um, so it 's a interesting article I think especially if you are an administrator, you may want to kind of read through this and and take a look at some of the the highlights. And know that, you know, there's some things you can do to help support teachers. And some of those are pointed out here as well. So we want to point out that there are links to everything we've talked about and even more over at MiddleschoolMatters.com. You can find ways to reach out to us. And you can share links for others to listen to the podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you do that. We would really appreciate it if you could go, if you should, could subscribe <laughs> via iTunes. Um, Cause that's the real magic as far as getting traction on Apple podcasts, which is probably still the biggest one. Um, I think with Spotify works the same way. Um, so, oh yeah. And if you could give us a comment, five star rating, and a comment on why Sean is the world's greatest kosher cool. host, we would appreciate that as well. But uh, with that, this has been Middle School Matters for Middle School Educators Who Care. All opinions expressed on this podcast are exclusive. The opinions of the host and guest and not indicative of any employer.